Welcome to Paradise in the Pines, a podcast about the people, places, and stories that make this the home of American golf. Brought to you by the Pinehurst, Southern Pines, Aberdeen Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. everybody, and welcome back to Paradise in the Pines. I'm Phil Wurz, President and CEO of the Pioneer Southern Pines Aberdeen Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. And today we're remote. We're out of the studio. We're at Sand Hills Community College in the Pinehurst area. And we're here with Alec Allred, President and CEO of the Old North State League. And actually in February of 22, uh, you were named to that title. You're the youngest executive of a collegiate sports league in the United States. So, Alec Allred, uh, thanks for joining us here at Paradise in the Pines. Yeah, I appreciate it. I did not know that, actually. So that's, that's pretty cool. It's in your bio on the website. I didn't write that league. Yeah, you got good PR people. <laughs> there you go, there you go. <laughs> but we are here at Bogies Field, uh, the debut this year of the Sandhills Bogies in the Old North State League. Uh, talk a little bit about how this team came about. It's the debut. We've got opening day at 4 o'clock on June 11th, just a few days away. Yeah, so... Um, We've been trying to get a team here since 2018. Um, the league started in 2018, and my wife's family is from this area. Yeah. And we just thought that this would be a great place for college summer baseball. We were kind of surprised. Um, I've always kind of been surprised there wasn't a team in this area. Mm-hmm. Just with the, the tur- tourism from golf right. already. Um, and so we started in 2018 trying to get down here. And then uh, most recently, Coach Apple... Uh, who just walked by? He he helped me get it get it here uh, to the college, and um, you know we're we're obviously extremely excited about how things have gone to this point, uh, and we're definitely ready to to get going on June 11th. Now, talk about the old North State League. Uh, how long has it been around? How many teams are in it? And I understand this is mostly a Carolinas league. Yeah, so um, the league started in 2018, the fall of 2018, um, and our first season was the summer of 2019. There are 13 teams currently. Um, each roster has between 25 and 35 players. Um, and so it's really, you know, it's really expanded a lot in terms of even how the model of the original setup, um, how we kind of tweaked it. Originally, it was, uh, there was four teams out of two stadiums and they, each team played at that stadium. Um, and it was kind of, uh, it was kind of based off of an independent league in Michigan that I had played played with, uh-huh. um, and so we really liked the, the format of that because of the development of, of the player. There's not as much travel days, so it's easier to develop, easier to take care of your body. Mm-hmm. Um, but we quick, quickly realized that wasn't doable in North Carolina. There's too many minor league teams here, too many college summer league teams, and there's too many people in North Carolina that like baseball yeah. in every corner of the state. So we uh, 2020 we we kind of changed from that went to eight teams at eight different stadiums um and played through covid and then uh 2021 last summer we had 12 teams expanded to uh four other cities and this year we're at 13 teams we're here at sandals community college and dr dempsey uh who a lot of people know in this community very supportive uh huge baseball fan as a matter of fact and uh, what did it take for it to convince him that this was the place this was the location to start this team um honestly i think uh Coach Apple and Ryan Reagan, I think they kind of did a lot of that back end work for me. Um, but yeah, you're right, Dr. Dempsey. He's uh he's probably the biggest baseball fan I've ever met. Um, it's awesome kind of going into our, our meetings. I remember the very first meeting we had with the board of trustees, kind of pitching it. Um, 
he walked in with a baseball bat and Ryan <laughs> Reagan looked at me and said, it's over. Like we got it. <laughs> and so, yeah, no, this, obviously this wouldn't be possible without Dr. Dempsey. Um, he's been a huge supporter in pushing uh, the team, pushing the field uh, and giving us everything that we need to be successful here. Walking in with a baseball bat can have two meanings. Either he like loves baseball or he's going to be bashing some people's heads in if they don't get this team. So uh, yeah. what a great advocate to have. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he, he, like I said, every time I meet with him, he tells me a different story about baseball, <laughs> something personal that, that he's got. So it's, it's pretty cool. Talk about the baseball field here. Obviously brand new. We're, we're in the midst of uh, getting this thing ready uh, for play here in a few days. So uh, talk about the configuration uh, is a little bit different than most configurations. So uh, talk about uh, what people are going to experience when they come out and watch the bogeys. Yeah. So this is definitely a unique field. Um, it's, it's a cool setup. Uh, I would definitely say it's going to be a hitter's park. Um, the wind's blowing out right now. Yeah, yeah, the wind's blowing out right now. But I've been out here where it's kind of swirling, too, so it might not be as easy to get the ball out as, as some people might think. But, um, yeah, so we're, we're obviously butted up against the volleyball court, uh, which I think adds another cool cool twist to the field, having a beach volleyball yeah. court in right field. Um, but I, I know that uh, we this is probably, I don't know, the, the fifth or sixth field that we've had that we've kind of built uh, or renovated and and uh, I know a lot of people were surprised that it could happen this quick. It, quick, it could go up this quick. Yeah. Um, so there's going to be a lot more work to be done in the next week or so. Um, but yeah, the, I, we talked to our contractors the other day, and um, there's no worries that it won't be done. So awesome. Keep on rolling. We look forward to it. I know. I know the community is going to support it. What has the community reaction been like? Um, you know, obviously we're we know about you, but uh, getting out into the community, you got a tremendous marketing team that's done a good job to kind of make some inroads and meet some people in the community to get some support. What's the feeling among uh, the brass? Yeah, well, well, a lot of the reason why we wanted to um, to come here originally in 2018 was baseball is it's not obviously not as big as golf here, but it's huge. This is one of the best baseball communities yeah. in the whole state. I mean, you've got Union Pines. And Pinecrest. Pinecrest is playing for a state championship. Exactly. And then you've got Northmore also. They had a tough run in the first round of playoffs. But, I mean, you've got three historically great high school baseball programs. Um, and so we knew that this would be a, a great market for talent, one, because all of our teams are very local. Mm -hmm. But, two, um, we just knew that this area loved, loved baseball and, and college baseball would work here. So um, our hope is that we can – you know, we can give the community college kind of a good blueprint and they can kind of see how uh, much college baseball is desired in this yeah. area. And, and maybe one day they'll get a college baseball team at the uh, community college level. Now, you also work with a touring baseball, um, some youth baseball, from what I understand. Um, so uh, you're with teams up in Randolph County uh, specifically. So, so, so talk about how this field could also you know, be part of sports tourism. We talk about that here on the CVB level. We talk about how, you know, with uh, the sports complex up in Carthage and, and Mayor Farrell down in Aberdeen building those soccer fields down there. And, you know, this baseball field can have a huge impact on sports tourism here in Moore County. Yeah, yeah. So um, my family, when when we kind of started the old North State League, as it, as it started rolling, we started launching other businesses off of it. And one of them was a, uh, a youth high school and um, uh, youth travel baseball tournament organization where we host tournaments all over North Carolina and Virginia. Um, and we've seen that well, a lot of our high school tournaments, they'll couple with a college field uh, like this and there'll be 10, you know, 10 teams that come in on a certain weekend and play at a, at a college field or at a high school field. So you're talking about, you know, 500 to a thousand fans every single weekend of the wow. whole year yeah. that come here 
uh, and to stay play. in hotels and shop and go to restaurants. Absolutely, they're going to stay in hotels. They're going to shop. Uh, they're going to go out to bars at night. You know, the parents are and yeah. stuff. So, uh, yeah, we've seen that. Uh, that. That's kind of helped us a lot um, in other areas around the state. Getting into those communities is coupling the Old North State League with this other organization that we own uh, to bring more people to the area, to bring more people to community, and um, you know, really, really make it more lucrative. Uh, from the economic revenue side of things. You said 25 to 35 players for the bogeys. Um, collegiate players, talk about where what schools are going to be represented. I think you do have a roster at this point. Uh, can you talk about some of the players and some of the schools are going to be coming from that we're going to see here this yeah, summer? Yeah, so um, we've, got a, we've got a few guys from Lewisburg College. Uh, they're more local players mm-hmm. that are going to go to Lewisburg College. We've got a couple that are at Lewisburg currently. Um, and then... Got a guy from St. Andrews, right-handed pitcher. He just actually, we just got him the other day. He's going to be a big-time pickup for us um, or for the bogeys. And then um, Riley Cameron from Union Pines. Uh, he plays at Wheeling University in West Virginia. He'll be playing. Uh, he's a catcher. Um, so it's honestly kind of a mix between the junior college level all the way up to the Division One level. Um, and, and it's just kind of anywhere and everywhere in between yeah. there. And wooden bat league, right? Right, that's correct. Okay, and talk about tickets. I mean, obviously, we want to come out and watch a team. How can uh, people in the community come in and watch and support this team? So you can get tickets on oldnorthstateleague.com, um, or you can just show up at the game at the uh, gate box. There'll be an entrance on the left field line and an entrance in the right field line. Um, and so you can either buy tickets online and show up with them, or you can get them, get them at the gate. Now, what's really cool about uh, this team, and we did a podcast earlier in our series, uh, your new manager, Bernie Carbo, uh, a lot of people may or may not remember being from my generation. I distinctly remember Bernie and uh, his heroics in the 1975 World Series uh, against the Cincinnati Reds, big home run in game six, which actually set up Carlton Fisk to hit the home run everybody remembers. Uh, what was it like finding Bernie? How did you find Bernie? And uh, how cool is it to have somebody with that kind of name that's going to be a manager of this team? So. <laughs> Uh, this is a funny story. So I was actually in Fayetteville visiting our team there. Um, and this number pops up on my phone and I answer it. And he said, hi, this is Bernie Carbo. And I'll be honest with you. I feel like I know the game pretty well, <laughs> but I did not know who Bernie Carbo was. Uh, and so I was like, oh, okay. And, and, you know, just kind of started going on what, why he was calling me. And he said, uh, you know, I was a first rounder. I played in the big leagues for 12 years or whatever it was. Yeah. And I was like, I, I was kind of in shock that uh, just random big leaguer calls me. And uh, it wasn't just like any Joe Schmo, it was Bernie Carbo. Yeah. And, and so I got off the phone. And because at that time, I hadn't been promoted to president yet. So I was going to manage the team here. Um, and so I got off the phone, told my dad, I said, Bernie Carbo just called me. Obviously, my dad knew who Bernie yeah. was. And uh, he said, Are you serious? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and um, he said, well, he's, he'll be a way better manager than you are. You need to get him to be the manager. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, so I called Bernie back and I said, uh, I tell you what, let's meet, let's meet next week. Yeah. And um, so there, there, that was it. And, and talk about his story. I mean, you know, people remember his heroics, but I, I had no idea that he had a very dark side and really had some tough times uh, and during his major league baseball career and how he was able to overcome that. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's filled me in a lot, and obviously I've I've read the stories too. Uh, and I think that's a lot of things. A lot of, I think a lot of people go through that stuff that you don't realize. Um, I know 
when I was playing minor league baseball or independent ball, um, you know, there, you definitely see some of that stuff. And it's kind of sad because the game has put so much pressure on you. Um, mm -hmm. It's so easy to fail. I mean, you're going to fail all the time and being able to mentally handle that, it, it can kind of get tough sometimes. So him being able to kind of be open about it and share it uh, to the baseball community or to the real, the, to the whole world, uh, it's encouraging because there's a lot of people that, that need to hear it and that, um, you know, really, especially these college guys, they're, some of them are going to go on and play minor league baseball. Yeah. Uh, when it's your job and it's your livelihood, it gets, it's, it's pretty tough. So they're going to be able to pick his brain from the playing side of it, but also the mental side of the game. And, and that's just, that's more important, I think, than the physical side. Sure. And you mentioned uh, the league's only been in existence for a few years. Have you had some players, some, some notable players that have moved on to single A, double A, maybe higher? Uh, yeah, we've had uh, 10 guys go on. I think it's 10 guys right now going on to play uh, minor league baseball, some at the uh, independent level, some uh, in the affiliated ball. Our, probably our high, top prospect at this point that's come out uh, is Brendan Collins. He played at UNCG. actually played at Brunswick Community College, mm. then went to UNCG. Uh, he's a right-handed pitcher. He played during the COVID season, 2020. Yeah. Uh, I, I, funny story. We were at the um, All-Star game. There was some scouts there, and uh, Brendan could throw it. And uh, <laughs> he, uh, I was, I walked back there to talk to one of them, and he threw, he, he threw a pitch. It was 99.8. Huh. And uh, at that kind of at that point, we all knew like yeah. he's gonna get drafted. Went to UNCG that following uh, fall. And uh, he got drafted in the 20th round by the Washington Nationals oh, great. in June of yeah. 2021. Awesome. Yeah. What what kind of product uh, are we going to see on the field here? Uh, what, do you, what do you anticipate for the first year? What's your vision for success for the bogeys this year? I honestly think uh, the bogeys are going to be a very talented team because of the area. There's so, like I said, there's so much talent here already. And our teams are based on building a local roster for the most part. Mm -hmm. So the bogeys actually have more out-of-state guys in the, uh, on their team than any team in the league this year. Um, and the local guys they have with out-of-state guys they brought in, um, I, I definitely think they're one of the more talented rosters. Uh, but there's some really good teams in the league. I mean, High Point's always, every year High Point's going to have a really good team just because they're in a good area, and they also play at Truist Point, which is probably one of the nicest minor league yeah. ballparks in, in North Carolina. I love some of these team names too. The, the high point hush puppies. You've got the Lexington flying pigs. You know, you got the Savannah bananas. I know you're not, not in our league, but I think a lot of people kind of seeing the Savannah bananas and the kind of crazy stuff they do. Uh, it's kind of cool to see uh, the minor league kind of fun baseball for the fans that, that it creates. Yeah. Yeah. The cool part honestly is we, so my wife actually, she came up with, she comes up with all the names. She comes <laughs> up with all the branding. She's probably the one yeah. that wrote that PR thing. And I had no idea. Right. <laughs> so, um, they couple it when she's doing the team branding and the team and all that stuff. Our, um, the uniform company that does our uniforms, they work with her on creating the jerseys hmm. as well. And so our uniforms are without question, the wackiest, baseball uniforms probably in baseball and i'll give you like a there's a lot of argyle in uh the bogey's jersey. okay yeah very cool <laughs> any kind of golf promotion or any, anything your marketing team's working on that it, you that you can tell us that we're going to see maybe during uh during a game promotion they're, they're working on some stuff that but i i can't go into details <laughs> about it but they're definitely working on some stuff so 32 game season 
I, I saw their 21 home games. That's great for the bogeys. They're going to be playing her so much. And a lot of the games are on the weekends, Yeah, uh, which is really cool. Most games are around four o'clock. Yeah, that's correct. And so we wanted to, obviously the goal was we were going to try to, we were attempting to land a naming rights contract right. for the field. And that was going to uh, pay for the lights. Obviously that hasn't happened yet. So we wanted to move all the games to the weekend so people could get here by four o'clock start uh, easier. And obviously we didn't want to do earlier than that, as hot as it gets down right. here. So uh, we th- think four o'clock starts will still get a lot of good crowds. And, um, you know, it'll, it won't be as hot. Get out and play golf in the morning. Go have a nice lunch. Hang out by the pool and then come watch the bogeys play. I mean, you can't think of a better day uh, to do that. Uh, you're gonna, I mean, we got to we're sitting here. You can see the field on camera behind us. We got the parking lot behind us over here. Um, do you encourage people to come out and tailgate, cook out or... Yeah, you absolutely. Expect like crazy atmosphere. Uh, be kind of fun. Yeah. So actually, this road that we're sitting on, there's going to be food trucks that, oh, okay. that come down, and they're going to park along that four foot fence Very and cool. down there. All right. Um, yeah. So we we want it to be almost kind of like a kind of like a Reds corner, but at a baseball field. Yeah. Exactly. That's awesome. Um, so talk about the dimensions of the field. Um, it's a little bit different. What are the dimensions and down the left field line and the power alleys and then right field corner? I honestly I do not know the exact footage, but I do know because uh, obviously I've, we've got a team that's over that. But I do know it's around 310 down both lines and 365 to center, 375 to center, somewhere around okay. that mark. A, so, a little bit of a hitter's ballpark. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a, a more of a hitter's ballpark for sure. When if the college gets a team, um, as I was saying earlier, they're going to double up the uh right field and left field lines to 16 foot tall fencing because there's eight foot tall fencing all the way around so it's already a pretty tall fencing but um i still don't think it's going to be as easy to get balls out of uh i don't think the ball's going to fly great to center field here i think it'll actually fly better to left than probably to right okay um, now, now talk about your baseball background you played baseball collegiately and uh yeah, you look like a baseball player. I mean, you got the look for sure. Talk about your passion for the game and what got you involved in in, in all of this. Yeah, so I, obviously I, I played growing up, um, played college ball, played uh, um, minor league baseball uh, in one of the MLB partner leagues uh, for four years, um, and so. Obviously, I yeah, I've got a passion for the game just because I saw what it did for my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like to tell people that when I was coming up, there's a lot of people while I was playing uh, independent minor league baseball, if you would have told them or asked them 10 years ago, did you think Alec R would play professional baseball? They probably would have said no. Uh, they probably would have said I would have been a great college player because uh, I was a really good athlete. But I was never supposed to be the guy that they kind of did make it, mm-hmm. uh, make it to professional baseball. Um but they couldn't they couldn't kind of take into account how hard I would work to get there because I loved it. I just love playing. I love the game. I love what it what it did for me. My cousin played minor league baseball. Uh, so I got to watch him do it. And, I, and from the time I was five years old, like that was what I wanted to do. And I was yeah. gonna make sure I did it. And so I think um, I think now it's kind of transitioned into being a more of a baseball executive. I, I want to give guys the opportunity uh, to play in a fun summer league to develop and and be seen by professional scouts um, and really just have a good time. Um, you know, I, I think that a lot of times kind of going back to Bernie's story, there's put, there's so much pressure put on 
on athletes, college mm-hmm. professional athletes, and especially baseball players, because you're going to fail so much more than yep. most most other sports. That uh, putting a putting a product together that encourages the guys to have fun uh, is really really important. Sure. Uh, because they're they're in, in college is so cutthroat, uh, and so a lot of times when you're in your season in college, there's times that aren't fun at all. Um, and so we want to give them a good product where yeah they can develop, they can get better, they can be seen. But they also can come to Pinehurst and sure. play golf and have fun during the summer as well. Obviously, you can tell you're very passionate about the sport, passionate about the league, uh, passionate about this team. Talk about it as a businessman. I understand we, we talked a couple of weeks ago and your family has nine different businesses. So obviously, you know how to run a business and, and to make it successful. What do you see? We talked about the success of the team this year. You must have long-range plans for the Old North State League. And, and the, as you said, there's a lot of competition out there, even in the Carolinas with, with the Carolina League. And, you know, you got the Charlotte AAA team. Uh, you know, talk about the vision for this league over the next, say, three to five years. Where do you want it to be? Yeah, so our goal is um, to get to every corner of the state. Right now we've got there, – there's kind of a, a void in the northeastern corner and the northwestern corner of yeah. the state. Um, so what we were trying to do is one thing that we, when, when my buddies and I and my dad were coming up with the structure of the league, we wanted to make it very player friendly. So one of the things that guys hate doing is traveling. They do not like to travel, um, long, you know, long distances and stuff. It's just tough on the body and and playing every day. So we want to establish, um, like four or five teams in different and, and four or five different regions. And so those teams have shorter travel but they can play cross division matchups against the regions right next to them so they're not playing the same teams consistently um and so that's kind of our long long range plan is is to get to that 20-ish team mark uh spread out entirely across the state and place teams strategically in areas where there's a lot of local baseball talent but there's also a love for baseball um and to cut down on some of those that that travel for our players yeah you know just on the other side of uh, Fort Bragg is Fayetteville, and they've got the Fayetteville Woodpeckers uh, affiliated team, I believe, still with the Houston Astros. Uh, as much as the Pinehurst area is going to grow, and this destination is going to double in size uh, by the time the next U.S. Open happens in 2029, the double U.S. Opens, uh, we've got another one in 24, of course. Uh, but as this destination grows and doubles in size, do you see us? I mean, maybe this field at some point becomes too small, and we need to have a stadium. Do you, do you see that happening in eight to 10 years? I, I personally do. Um, this stadium, obviously we're kind of bunched in here. We're going to do wraparound uh, stadium seating to each dugout, but that's still only going to fit close to a thousand people. Right. And then there's some, uh, there's some options of adding seating past the dugouts. But even then you're probably looking with grass, uh, the grass berm, um, and then down the lines, you're probably looking at a max of 2,000 people that can get in here. Yeah. Um, that's max. So I, I definitely see that happening in the future. And we, um, we've, we're going to be here for 10 years at the community college. Uh, and obviously, there's no plans at this point to go anywhere else. But there has, I mean, there is that thought in our head, like we're going to either have to figure out how to expand this facility eventually and um, or possibly look at some going somewhere else. But honestly... The college is so supportive of us yeah. that I don't I I think that if you know if the college gets a baseball team and if this team you know as the population continues to grow if we're pushing that two thousand person capacity 
I wouldn't be surprised at all for the college to say, you know, figure out a way to help yeah. us any way we can to keep it here. I think there's such a good uh, relationship that we've created um, with the college that there's just no desire for us to go outside of right here. Mm -hmm. I think if we can stay here, then that's what we'll always do just because we, they gave us our chance to be here. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I said, we've yeah. been here, we've been trying to get here for three years. So you're, you'll always hear and you always know that like my family and our businesses, we're very loyal. And so when people, you know, when somebody or uh, an entity gives us an opportunity to, to kind of live out our dream and make something, turn something into reality, we're going to stay loyal to that. So I would hope if that happened, then we would find a way to just add more and more seating here. Well, I would say this community is going to be, uh, I will predict now, it will be very supportive. You see it uh, during the U.S. Women's Open uh, that's happening here uh, just recently. Uh, you know, the volunteers come out, the fans come out. Uh, I'm sure this team will be successful. Win or lose, uh, you're going to see a lot of community support. This kind of reminds me, this field, uh, when I was a news reporter back in the day, I covered East Carolina University, and I remember that left field, what I see the the pine trees out there reminds me of back in the day before it is the field that ECU plays on now, but it was the known as the jungle out in left field. And I see left field and I see those trees out there. I could see some kind of maniac fans getting out there in the jungle and uh, creating this vibe here at this stadium. So I think uh, hopefully it gets loud, it gets proud. And uh, we certainly wish you the best of success uh, for, for the bogeys in this first year. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, I think it's, uh, it's already lining up to be a very successful season. So we're, we're really excited. Awesome. The first game is June 11th against the Fayetteville Shoots, I believe it is. Four o'clock right here at Bogey's Field. Alec Allred, president and CEO of the Old North State League. It's been a pleasure to, to, to catch up with you again, and uh, we look forward to a great season. We'll have you back soon. And uh, thanks again for joining us at Paradise in the Pines. Yeah, th thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. No doubt. And uh, for more information about the destination, go to homogolf.com. Uh, you can also catch the podcast on any of your favorite podcatchers. I typically, typically listen to uh, Spotify. And then also for our videos, go to Home of American Golf. That's it for Paradise in the Pines. For Alec Allred, I'm Phil Wurz. We'll see you next time.